Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name is Cole, here along with my great mate, Jeff Tate. Jeff, how's it going, big dog? Oh, it's going great. You know, today felt, especially in Michigan, it felt like fall football weather, Cole. It was a little probably warmer than what we're going to see here in the end of September, early October, but I don't know, Cole. It's got me in the mood for some college football. Yeah, I mean, it, it was beautiful out. I mean, I've been in Phoenix where it's 110 degrees, 115 every day, and it's so nice uh, to feel a little chill, throw a hoodie on. I mean, I was just could feel the football just through the air. Um, you know, I, 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 just, I needed a football in my hands. I went outside with my girlfriend. We kind of spun the rock a little bit, threw it around, just to kind of scratch that itch as much as we could before uh, the season comes. But, Jeff, we're close. We're, we're close to the season. It's, it's right around the corner. Um, just uh, got to get through this weekend, and then we're there to week zero. Yeah, and by the time we post this podcast, we're probably less than seven days away from our first official game in week zero. And shoot, I'm, I'm excited for that. But please like and subscribe to the podcast. We're kind of in our rhythm right now with our two podcasts a week. So you guys can kind of see what the format will be come this fall when games actually start. It'll be a little different, a little bit more of a routine to each episode. But right now we're kind of going in our college football conference previews right now. And we got the SEC today, Cole. This is probably the premier conference in college football just based on national championships. I'm still going to give some Big Ten love because that's the conference I like the most. But Cole... It's the SEC. It's the bullies on the block. It's the team. It's the conference that seems to win the national championship every year. Let's have a new conference win. But right now, we'll give the SEC some love. Yeah, I mean, you just can't argue with it. And especially sometimes, all it takes is just one school. And SEC has done more than that. They've had Georgia. They've had Alabama. But it started with Alabama, where they're just winning year after year after year, and that really cemented the SEC's dominance. And then obviously we have Georgia now. We've had LSU sneak their way in a few years and, and LSU is looking like they're back. And, you know, the talent, majority of the talent just seems to go to the SEC, the majority of the top talent. And at the end of the day, as much as I hate it, you can't deny that the SEC as of right now is the best conference, but who knows how that's all going to shake out um, down the road when all this realignment, the dust settles on all of that, what will happen. Um, and as we enter a new age of college football with NIL, with Transfer Portal, who knows what conference will take it in the future. But as of right now, we're living in the present. It is the SEC, and we can't deny it. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the back-to-back champions have come from this conference. And to be honest, it's, it's their conference. Um, and they are dominating the national scene. So that team we're talking about is Georgia. And we're going to run down quick favorites real quick. Georgia... They're actually minus money to uh, win the SEC, which is pretty crazy, especially in that conference. They're minus 110. Then you go down the board, you got Alabama 3-1, to one, LSU plus 460, and that's a pretty big drop-off. Um, I only have two more teams on this board, and that's Tennessee at 15-1 to one, and Texas A&M at 20-1. to one. So kind of looks like a three-headed race between LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. Uh, I think there could be a little bit more – um, parity in this conference than just those three. I think this conference is really deep. I mean, I was looking at the odds board, and the second worst odds in the conference are South Carolina. And to be honest with you, I think that's a really good football team. Uh, they got hot at the end of last year, blew out Clemson in one of their last games. And I think it's one of those, it's kind of interesting. Like, <laughs> that it's a good conference top to bottom, but I think Georgia, Alabama, LSU, 
I think those are the three-headed monster that you got to watch out for, Cole. Yeah, it's it's there's so many teams, and you just go through it that have a chance this year to be that team that kind of pops up and. I feel like every year there's the Kentucky that will break off 10 wins. There's Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas had eight or nine wins a few years ago. There's always that team, Mississippi State, that kind of breaks out uh, more wins than they had the year before. And like any team with the talent that this conference recruits, any team can do that this year. And I think there's a long list of teams that can do that this year. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing about our top three is they replace these teams replace talent major talent every single year but especially at the quarterback position Georgia has to replace Stetson Bennett now Stetson Bennett has his uh, haters out there he ended up being a very very good college football player and maybe was more of a benefit of playing at Georgia kind of a system thing but in all honesty they're replacing him and that's a that's a big guy to replace and then you have Alabama you don't really know who their quarterback is they're replacing Bryce Young the number one overall pick in this year's draft and LSU has their quarterback so it's looking at those three teams just from a a quick review it's interesting because two of those have very very big question marks at quarterback Georgia we think it's going to be Carson Beck I don't think Alabama knows I I'm going to get to a sneaky prediction later in the podcast but it's kind of a three-headed race it's probably going to be between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson Jalen Milrow played last year he's more of your dual threat Jalen Hurts like and then Ty Simpson is more of your pro style Mac Jones type but Cole these top teams I mean they got they got some question marks I don't think Georgia's as uh we've talked about them thinking if they could repeat and we both said that we don't think they will but I think you look at the top teams in this conference and they have to replace some very good talent yeah that's the story of the top of college football this year it's just that's the storyline there's Ohio State Georgia and Alabama, who just can't, who don't, we just don't know what their quarterback is going to look like this year. Obviously, Georgia, we're the least worried about. Carson Beck, they're, they're, we're all pretty sure it's going to be Carson Beck. Alabama, this has been a weird year, a really weird offseason for them, where we just have no idea who it's going to be. Like, you, you have those two names, and I do personally think it will be Milrow, but we don't know. Like, it could be any one of those three guys. And you said Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts off-brand Mac Jones and off-brand Jalen Hurts. These guys are not Mac Jones or Jalen Hurts. You never know. You never know. Most likely, I'm going to put, <laughs> if, if that was a, a bet, I would absolutely put money that they're not going to be one of those two amazing college quarterbacks. So, LSU is in a great spot quarterback. And, I mean, I'm looking at my numbers here, and Alabama's quarterback situation is 10th best in the conference. When have we ever said that before? So, they're vulnerable for sure. Yeah, and I think... I think the one thing that's going to help Georgia, though, is they got Brock Bowers, and he makes the job for any quarterback pretty easy. I mean, he is a surefire first-round pick next year. I mean, he couldn't even come out last year because he's too young. It's the same situation with Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. I mean, they're, these guys, you have to play three years. We don't know how long that'll last in college football, but Brock Bowers is going to make Carson Beck's job a lot easier, and you got guys... Uh, you got other guys that they also have. I mean, they have Lad McConkey, who been a part of their last two national championship winning teams. So I think they got, and then you know Georgia has a crazy good defense. So you look at those teams, uh, Alabama. I think it's going to be Jalen Milrow too, Cole. I uh, he's my sneaky Heisman pick this year. He is fifty to one odds. I threw a few dollars on him. Didn't have to put much on him to win a good uh, profit. But I think Jalen Milrow 
has the ability to really elevate Alabama's play. You know Alabama's going to have a very good defense this year. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry is probably the best corner in the country, and they just have talent everywhere. Everyone knows all about that. But I think Alabama, Jalen Milrow, keep an eye on him. And then LSU, I mean, they have the probably they have the best player in the conference on defense, and Harold Perkins, he's only a sophomore. So get used to his name. I think if anybody watched LSU last year, you already should be aware of his name. But he's got another year after this to play in the SEC. So those three top teams, they just have so much talent. But, Cole, I want to I wanna give you a quick question. As a Michigan fan and somebody that thought Joe Milton was going to be uh, one of the next great Michigan quarterbacks, can he do it at Tennessee? Because he had a really good Orange Bowl performance when he was filling in for Hendon Hooker, and now it's his job at Tennessee. And Tennessee was a really good team last year, and they're sitting there at 15-1. to 1. I don't know, but they Joe Milton might be able to get it done. Joe Milton absolutely can do it. Um, there's no doubt in my mind about that. I don't know if he will. Um, it's it's a hard question because that kind of guy, you never know if if he has figured out how to, I guess, put some touch on the ball um, and just put a governor on that arm. I will say he is in a better situation, a better offense than he was at Michigan, an offense that's more suited for his game, more suited for his arm. Um, so I think he has he definitely has that going for him. I think that he is going to have a very, very good season, and I don't think he will enter the draft. Uh, I don't think he'll – I don't know. See, that's, Joel Milton is such a head-scratch to me because I was such a Michigan fan that he literally could do anything, and I wouldn't be surprised. He could be the best player in the country by far and go number one overall next year, and I wouldn't be surprised. But he could also throw 10 interceptions – and get replaced as a starter with by week four. And I also wouldn't be that surprised. So the the ceiling is incredibly high for Tennessee and Joe Millen. And the floor is also pretty low, I think. Yeah, and he, yeah, Joe Millen is about as big of a boomer bust type player. And especially for Tennessee this year, they're going to need him to be a uh, boom type player for them to uh, reach their goals because it's, I wrote down the five top games, I think, in the SEC this year, and three of them involve Tennessee. Tennessee is our best chance for Georgia to not make the SEC championship. Uh, the SEC East is pretty much just Georgia and Tennessee. I don't – Kentucky maybe, but I don't really see many teams in that SEC East messing with them. And the three of the top five games I have is Georgia comes in to Tennessee, and that's a hard place to win. Bama and Tennessee play – and then you have uh, Texas A&M's going to Tennessee. So Tennessee is going to hold a lot of keys, especially if we don't want Georgia to win. That leads me into Texas A&M. Can they actually do it? I mean, Texas A&M recruits at one of the highest levels in the country. Has Jimbo Fisher there. They pay him a ton of money. Weird offensive coordinator hire of Bobby Petrino. He has all of his issues, but the guys won a lot of football games when he was a head coach. And 5-7 and seven last year. Uh, looks like Connor Wiegum's going to be the starting quarterback. Evan Stewart's a five-star receiver that's just poised to break out this year. Can Texas A&M like, string some things together and maybe play spoiler in the SEC? They absolutely can. Um, they're not going to. I have zero faith in this team. I think that Jimbo Fisher will be fired after this year. I think that that whole program doesn't know what's going on. The culture is dead. It is time to burn the ships there because – 
this is an unsalvageable situation. I think Jimbo and Bobby Petrino, has, they, I don't think they have any idea who's going to be calling the plays. I think Petrino thinks he is. I think Jimbo thinks that Petrino thinks he is. Um, but I don't think that – I think by week four, there's going to be one itty-bitty little thing that goes wrong with the offense, and Jimbo is going to get on his high horse and take over that offense. And it's just going to be a lot of just disunity in that program, a lot of who's doing – who's who, who's calling what plays. The players aren't going to know what's going going on. And it's just going to implode that program so quick. And you know what? I I kind of want Texas A&M to be good. I just watched that Johnny Manziel documentary, and it got me really pumped for Texas A&M. Like, it just, like, brought me back to the good old days when they were beating Bama and just that excitement around that program. But it's just not going to happen. This this is an unsalvageable program. It's bad leadership. It's a bad – it's just a whole bad uh, culture there and not one that I will ever bet on. Yeah, I, I think Texas A&M – I don't really, I don't really have my opinion on them. I think they could be really good, um, but like Cole said, I think it's just gonna be really hard for them to win games. I mean, they just have a tough schedule, and in their non-con, they play at Miami to start the year, second game, and I mean that could just start a bad trend for them. And the the one of the three teams I haven't really mentioned much about is LSU. LSU is coming off winning the SEC West. Uh, they bring back a lot of their. Um, important players from that team, especially their quarterback, Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer. I like Jaden Daniels a lot. I think he is a dual threat quarterback that probably is the best quarterback in the co- or in the conference. Um, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Last year, he counted for over 3,700 yards, 28 touchdowns. He can throw it. He can run it in. Um, I think he could be good. And he has a good receiver in Malik Neighbors. I think this team could... I think they could beat Alabama and win that SEC West. Um, I'll get to my predictions later, but Cole, what are your thoughts on LSU this year? This team lives or dies by their secondary. If if they're good, if they take the next step, they have a lot of new faces on that secondary. And if they're good, then this team should win a lot of football games and challenge Georgia. But if that secondary is, is hits their floor and is not good, then teams are going to be throwing all of them. I think teams like Ole Miss, like Arkansas, are really going to take advantage of them. And they're going to lose some games they shouldn't if that secondary is not good. So this team lives or dies by that secondary. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I think is going to happen with them yet because that's going to maybe for later with the predictions. But the rest of the roster is there. And, man, do I trust Brian Kelly. So we'll see what that secondary can do. Obviously, the quarterback situation is, is just fine. They, they have no questions. They have a star set of defense. We'll just have to see what that secondary can do. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, especially in the SEC West, you just look at it, and a lot of it, I think, comes down to where is that LSU-Alabama game? And so this year, it's in Tuscaloosa after that barn burner game last year that saw LSU win um, in overtime. And I think that's going to be a hard thing to do, beat Alabama at home, especially I think Alabama, I think they have a heck of a chip on their shoulder this year. I just think there's a lot of talk about, obviously, Georgia, and rightfully so. They've won two national championships in a row, but I wouldn't want to give Nick Saban the underdog mentality, and I think he has that right now, and he can get his guys inspired, and it's going to be interesting, Cole. But Cole, besides, I don't want to do our surprise team yet, but I've mentioned the top five teams. Is there anybody else that's like hovering around that you like a lot and want to talk about? Yeah, I like Ole Miss a lot. I feel like when you're in the bottom 20s and rankings, like 
and like 20, the 20 to 25 range are a very forgettable team. Um, and we didn't really talk about them in our AP segment, but I think they are just going to be a solid team and a tough out year in and year out. And they have the quarterback, quarterbacks, so we'll see who it is. But I trust that Lane Kiffin can figure one of them out. He always finds good pass catchers, and that team is always going to be solid and challenge well. And I think Lane Kiffin is just continuing to grow as a head coach. I think we're we're still seeing it. We're still watching him grow just as a human and as a head coach and get smarter and smarter and build a more consistent program. And I just I trust him. I trust them to put out a good team every year. And they have the be- like one of the best running backs in the country. Not going to say best because my guy Blake Corum up there in Ann Arbor. But I mean they're just they're they're going to be a really solid team and. When you can run the ball like that, it's going to open up the passing game a lot, and it's always going to be a tough team to play. So No, and I, uh, I'll i uh, give a little spoiler here. Um, Ole Miss is my surprise team. I'm just going to get into it right now. Uh, they are 30-1 to 1 odds to win the SEC. They have the best running back in the country, hand, or hands down, in my opinion. Well, no, in the conference. Sorry. I'm Blake Corum. I got to give him love. Uh Quintez Junkins is a stud. He is a sophomore. Um, this kid has another year after this in college. 1,700 all-purpose yards last year as a true freshman, 17 touchdowns. I don't know about you, but Ole Miss might be one of the most fun teams to watch. Um, I think it's going to be Jackson Dart, and I think it should be Jackson Dart at quarterback. In my opinion, last year he didn't do anything to lose that job. Um, I thought he was a good quarterback. He's a transfer from USC, never ended up playing there, but he he was a big-time recruit out of high school, and I really like him a lot. And I think Quintez Judkins Judkins just makes makes Lane Kiffin's job easy on offense. You know Lane Kiffin wants to get to the line with like 33 seconds left on the play clock. He moves fast, and having a guy um, like Jackson Dart Judkins and then they always have sneaky good receivers none that really stand out to me right now but you have you have a history of really good receivers I mean AJ Brown's from there Jonathan Mingo last year so I think they have the pieces they have a tough schedule I mean there's no way to there's no way to sugarcoat that I mean they go at Tulane early in the year and Tulane is probably the best group of five team I would say this year and then they go at Bama at Georgia and then home against LSU and home against Texas A&M. So it's not going to be easy, but Ole Miss at 30-1 to 1 could be fun, and that's a team that could go in, and if their offense is clicking that day, could maybe give Georgia some a run for their money. So, Cole, I know I want to get into your surprise team. I know we've talked a lot about Kentucky, and Kentucky's getting some really good uh, camp rumors, I've heard. Uh, one of the shows I like to watch, uh, The Late Kick with Josh Pate, he said there's some really good intel coming from Kentucky, so we might both be right on that. Who's your surprise team, though? All right, so first thing I want to do is, is for the people listening, if you're just sitting around just itching for college football and need something to do um, before I move on to this, I just want you guys to go and listen, watch some Quinshawn Junkins highlights before I move on. Just, just When we're done with this and you're just itching to watch some ball, watch some highlights of him from last year, and you'll just be amazed the way he hits holes. It's, it's unreal. Um, to Kentucky is not my surprise team. However, I will speak on them really, really quick. Yeah, I mean, this is team. Ha- this team has a high ceiling, um, or a sneaky, a sneaky high ceiling. Um, they could be really good. They have the quarterback that could do it. This is where the team lives or dies. It's the offensive line. They had an historically really, really bad, horrible, no good offensive line last year. Um, and Devin Leary does not have a good injury history, so he needs to be kept upright. 
at all times, or at least take as many hits off him as possible. And if you can give him some time to throw the ball, man, like this is a tough team. And their their wide receiver, their wide receivers could be very very good. And I think this could be a very good breakout year for Kentucky. They have a new OC, simplifying the offense. I mean, if you watched them last year, it was like watching. Just it was horrible to watch. I know I talked about that last uh, the last episode, but it was so bad to watch. And it was like watching, uh, it's how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were last year when they just had no offensive line and Tom Brady would snap the ball, have it for two seconds and either throw it away or throw on a short little screen pass or slant route. It just wasn't, wasn't enjoyable. So Kentucky, if they can give Devin Larry some time, that's a very, very, very dangerous team. So we'll see on that. However, my sneaky team, and I've been going back and forth between a few teams, but it's going to be Arkansas. I just think that KJ Jefferson is so good that I'm going to I'm I'm going to keep an eye out for the best quarterback who's going to carry programs, carry a team and they lost what was it 3 or 4 games last year because he was just out like their backup quarterback was horrible. So if he can stay healthy, that Arkansas team can be an easy 9-win team um and maybe even more and they can really challenge their side of the conference. Challenge Alabama, challenge LSU, and really surprise both those teams. Like, if Alabama just isn't what we think they're going to be, Ole Miss is just an average Ole Miss team, and LSU has horrible DBs, Arkansas can really expose them, um, and I think they are my my sleeper pick. Another thing I want to say about Arkansas is that they had a top 15 offense last year, and that's without KJ Jefferson playing three games. Like, th- that, in my mind, that's a top five, to top 10 at least probably top five offense. And I just think that offense can really tear some people up. And yeah, I just look out for him. I trust Sam Pittman. I think he's a really good coach. Um, And I think they're going to give a lot of teams a lot of trouble. They do have a a pretty difficult schedule, but uh, watch out for Arkansas. Yeah, KJ Jefferson. I mean, this guy, 3,300 total plus yards. And that was with 33 touchdowns as well. And that's with, like Cole just said, missing three games. Arkansas is a good team. My favorite part of the podcast of these uh, preview episodes is predictions. I just like, you know, saying something that's going to happen. And then we have, I mean, hey, it's out there. We know what it's going to be. And Cole and I can have a little bragging rights at the end of the year. So prediction time. I'm going to start us off, Cole. It's Alabama. They're, they're winning the SEC. And they're getting back to the playoff. And uh, they're back, I think. I think Jalen Milrow is going to break out this year. If he can just develop as a passer, the sky's the limit for him. Yes, no Jalen Hurts. I He's not as good of a runner as Jalen Hurts. He's bigger than Jalen Hurts. But I think dual threat quarterback, Nick Saban's going to eat him up. And Tommy Reese, new OC, I, I, watch out. I think they're going to beat Georgia. I, I just don't think anybody in the SEC East can beat Georgia. Um, if that Tennessee game was in... Uh, if it was a little earlier in the year, I'd maybe give them the nod. But that game's week 12 at Tennessee. I just think I think it's a little too late in the year for that. Georgia team's going to be hitting their stride. And I think it's going to be Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, Cole. Yeah, I mean, chalk Jeff, except you picked Alabama, but you picked the chalk final. Actually, wait, is LSU the favorite? I don't have my, my board up right now. Is LSU the favorite to win that? No, no, Bama... Okay. No, Bama's the favorite. They're they're three to one, and yeah. Georgia's I mean, it's minus one. It's crazy that we even have to ask that question right now. If, if, but yeah, so Georgia. Yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid not to pick Georgia to win the East. 
Georgia's my team out of the East, and I think I think I'm gonna play LSU. I think Brian Kelly is just a really, really good football coach, and he's got the team. He's hungry. He hasn't been able to cross that threshold of a national championship yet, and I think he thinks he has the team. He has the program, the money, the the support from the boosters behind him. I think he knows, especially after what happened last year, what he was able to show the country last year what he can do with an SEC roster. I think he's ready to take that next step. And I think those DBs, if that if, if that secondary is ready to play, this will be another dominant LSU team, I think. And LSU will be in that SEC championship, and they will beat Georgia. I love it. That is a good, bold prediction. But I like that we both Go have... Go Tigers. <laughs> I like that we both have Georgia losing because, yeah, I'm done with them winning. So, Cole, anything final to talk about in the SEC? Yeah, I just want to sneak in South Carolina. I just want to say my piece on them. I really like them. I used to hate them uh, just because I hated Spencer Rattler. And for some reason, Spencer Rattler is starting to grow on me. I'm starting to see more what this uh, South Carolina team is like, what it's about, what this culture is about. Um, they're having a new OC kind of going to, so they made it really challenging, made Spencer Rattler's brain work really, really hard last year with their old OC. Now he's learned all that. He's learned so much and now they're going to just bring it back, simplify it with their new OC. I think the game is going to be so slow to him and he's really going to be able to unleash his God given talent. And I think you, that's another team you really have to watch out for. I'm pretty high on them. I think they're going to put all of college football on notice starting week one against North Carolina and Shane Beamer's got that Ted Lasso energy. I think he knows how to train, change the culture and uplift the culture and, and make Spencer Rattler just a true team player. So look out for South Carolina. Just a little tease there. I like that, Cole. So this will wrap up our uh, SEC preview episode. I just want to give everybody a little heads up for next week. We plan on two podcasts dropping. We're going to have our Big Ten preview. That's, our, uh, that's the one Cole and I know the best. That's our teams we root for. We'll have a lot of good insight for that. And then we're also going to do our first kind of what the episode or the what the structure of our preview episodes for each week is going to look like. So we got the week zero preview. We're going to give you some betting advice. We're going to give you our game of the week. And then Cole has some other uh, sneaky segments for you that you just have to stay tuned for. Right, Cole? Yeah, we'll sneak a few and we're going to have a good time with it. Uh... And you're going to get things that you don't get other places, but you're going to love it. Guarantee it. Perfect. So that'll wrap up another episode of A Degree in Sports. We always want to give a shout out to Aiden, our amazing editor. And we also want to say, please like and subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, Audible, and then follow us on Twitter at Degree in Sports. And that is where you'll find everything you need on the podcast. And like we always say, we appreciate you guys listening. Have a great weekend. And we are a few days away from college football.